Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What's going on? Oh, hey guys, there you are. Did not see you there. How is everybody doing in J-Rod Concerts world? Happy Thanksgiving week to those of you that celebrate. And if you don't, always a good time to start thinking about gratitude and the growth that you've done this year. Um, Really proud of all you guys listeners because this has not been an easy year. In many ways, very challenging uh, as well, like 2020, just different, right? It's been like an overcorrection and it has not been a normal year. So kudos to you guys for just making it and growing through the year. And thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And today's guest guys are amazing talents and one of those blossoming talents that came out of the pandemic. I always said that out of 2020, great stuff was going to come and we would see it in hindsight. And today's guests, Americana Duo Elder, ELDR, are exactly what I am talking about. They are a duo based out of Nashville, husband and wife pair of Jameson Elder and Hannah Ray. Each of them had very successful solo careers before. I mean, they, they were in commercials, they were in TV shows like Nashville, their songs were, um, theater, the whole nine yards, very acclaimed individual performers, husband and wife, and they finally combined forces with a formal project during the pandemic, Elder. And their new album came out October 29th, Nowhere Else to Go, and guys, what a doozy. What an album, guys. Really, seriously, check it out as soon as you're done with this interview. It's going to freak you out. I mean, super emotional. The songwriting is, oh my God, next level. Really wonderful stuff. A really great project and happy that they came together. So join us because, uh, you know, we're going to learn about their story. We're going to learn about, you know, how working as a husband and wife duo is, their songwriting process and a whole lot more. So make sure you check that out. And there's also a really cool exclusive performance at the end of Nowhere Else to Go, the title track. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you want to find out more about them, www.elderelrmusic.com. And if you're new to the show, we welcome you guys. Welcome to the family. Uh, you can sign up to a great newsletter that we shoot out every Friday with the five best new songs you should know. Check it out at jrodconcertspodcast.com. Without further ado, Elder on J-Rod Concerts the podcast. Hello. Hello. Jameson. Yes. Hannah's joining. She was closing the window because we were getting some weird, you know. I love it. I hear her coming. (laughs) Jameson and Hannah, look at you guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. My gosh, guys. I mean, I... I can't even like ease into it. What an album that you guys just released. Nowhere else to go, guys. I mean, yes. what? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, talk about a powerhouse emotional experience, guys. I'm still sorting out my emotions just listening to it the past week. It's, it, it was wonderful. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. Absolutely. Sorry for the feelings. <laughs> Listen, you guys are PhD in feelings. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm feeling that. Yeah. And, and, and Jameson, I mean, you, you guys talk about, like, you know, thinking about the songwriting that you guys do and all these songs you guys wrote yourselves. And I was thinking, like, 
this has to be so satisfying. Like when you look back on it, the, it's a special accomplishment that like all these songs, you wrote the whole things yourself, right? Like that's got to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've we've both put always put a lot of value in like to the words that go into a song and, and all of that. And so I think yeah. that's that's what makes it fun. It makes it hard, but it makes it like when you hear it, it's like, oh, this all makes sense. Yeah, like, big like this is what we yeah, yeah. wanted it to be. Totally, totally. And, and and Hannah, obviously, you guys had successful careers as solo musicians for a while, you know, for my audience that doesn't know. I mean, you're talking about Jameson had songs on Nashville and the hit TV show. I mean, Hannah, yeah. you had some great music as well. You know, you did Thank some you. theater growing up. I mean, without letting go, for example, we love that album, right? But, but I have to ask, what was the breakthrough moment in this pandemic, Hannah, mm-hmm. where you guys decided, okay, this is the time where we're going to record together. Like, was there a moment, a light bulb moment where it was like, this is it? Yeah, you know, we we had begun writing together years and years ago, and I think we we really and truly had nowhere else to go when the pandemic started. Um, and I think, you know, I've always been a writer that I, I songs just kind of pour out of me from a place of emotion um, and, and hardship. And this was really and truly one of the hardest things I think either of us had ever gone through. Um, you know, music is our life, and we had to kind of put all of the the live shows um, on pause. And so it really kind of forced our focus and gave us the time to create together, which we'd always wanted to do. So it was kind of the perfect moment. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice, Anna, for sure. And Jameson, when Hannah says forced our focus, like I'm curious, like what a wonderful productive time this must have been. Like like once once the wheels are turning, I mean, of the project. Yeah. You know, like how was, how was a day, like, because I'm fascinated by the process. When you guys are like in peak mode, you know, you guys sorted through all the pandemic feelings and you're like, wake up. How is a day like when you're like in peak productive mode? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as like the writing part goes, a lot of it, uh, I think a lot of the songs Hannah started writing and then it, it's kind of one of those, if I catch her in the first 15 minutes, then I get to, I'll, I'll be able to contribute to the song. <laughs> Otherwise, if I don't, it'll be done before I can even get there. Right. So I think I have to I have to be paying attention and listening. And there were definitely some songs where, where I heard her playing guitar. I was like, oh, cool. I need to go and, and join in on this and make sure I'm a part of it. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, we recorded it all in this room that we're sitting in right now, too. And so a lot of that was just like start in the morning and just kind of hole up during the day and, and just see what comes out. Um, mm-hmm. I think the benefit of of doing it at home and not doing it in the studio was we had more time than we normally would have yeah. for another project. So like we'd record something, sit with it for a few days and then go back. Do we like this? Do we not like it? And so <laughs> that, you know, there's like a counterbalance there of like, sometimes you, you need the tight timeline to make the decision quickly. But sometimes like in this case, this is the most time I think either of us have ever had in, in a studio setting to really like spend the time, like, I'm going to sit and turn knobs on my guitar amp for an hour <laughs> until I get the sound sure. that I want. Um, but like, I, I think from that standpoint, it gave us a lot of time to kind of explore, especially with us combining our two styles yeah. a little bit. I mean, we recorded uh, nowhere else to go specifically. I, once we recorded drums, I think we basically recorded three different versions of like, this is what the guitars could sound like until yeah. we really found like, okay, this is like the meet in the middle spot, which is where we landed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like from a production standpoint, a lot of it is or was kind of recording stuff, 
do we like it? Do we feel like it's a good representation of both of us mm -hmm. instead of like, this is my record. So I get to choose what the guitars sound <laughs> I like. Get final this say. Is, yeah. yeah. Hannah's record. She gets to choose if right. the guitars are too loud, you know? So we got to do a, a little bit more of that, like yeah. back and forth, like let's so creating and yeah, yeah. making sure it's right for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I'm glad it happened. Obviously not the right circumstances, but I mean, I think it's one of your career highlights guys, just, you know, in research or discography, it's just wonderful. And, um, Hannah, you know, and like, you know, you've always had a great career, Hannah. I mean, like know your name still sounds talking about discography. It also <laughs> sounds super fresh. Um, and DCP is no different, but when you sing these songs, Hannah, uh, mm -hmm. and you're hitting this incredibly high notes, are there notes and don't be modest that you cannot sing? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like every song is within your range. Like, like just from like listening <laughs> to your stuff for three days, you could hit every note if you want, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. You know, can. I try to absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think growing up in musical theater, I've always kind of, you know, I've, she's, I've worked on the range. <laughs> she's going to be modest. The truth is, is that we have to dumb down some of the songs that she sings so that I can sing the harmony to it because I can't sing some of the stuff that she's trying to do. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, hey, Jimmy's this time. run you just did needs to have like three less notes in it so that I can do it with you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, also, and, that was, yeah, a great thing to figure out together of how we're going to make <laughs> different vocals work here and different styles and different ranges. So, yeah, that was, that was something we had to figure out. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, because you can overpower a song, right, James? Like, you can do too much, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, and she doesn't she doesn't do it often a lot of hannah's runs are really subtle and you don't notice them until you're trying to sing along and then it starts you're like oh that's really like like she's not she never does anything that's super over the top it's always really subtle but i think that's what makes it so good and so yeah. cool but also so hard for me who uh is a little bit more limited in the vocal range <laughs> <laughs> but but i think there's some really nice moments in a couple of the songs where it's like ah yep we're just gonna let hannah do her thing here yeah 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 no no both of you shine and, and we'll get to the songs in, in just a second and uh but yeah hannah i think you once talked about the weird tension of co-creating with the person you love right and and oh, jameson yeah. it, it's it's a great point that she makes you know but there is a rich history of musicians couples in, in music paul and linda mccartney you know you have ike and tina turner at the top of my head mm -hmm. but how do you keep those lines separate right because uh, i mean from my experience with with marriage i mean it, it was just hard like you know like if you forgot if you got the wrong cheese at kroger like <laughs> and you have a session that night like how do you break the lines you know I, it's hard i i think i think that um one, I, I think we learned in this record, like, it's okay to step away from songwriting for a little while if you're not in the in the right space for mm -hmm. it. Um, I think there were a couple, I mean, honestly, Nowhere Else to Go is the hardest song for us to do together. Yeah. Just the, the writing process behind that one and, and the recording process, I think we, we had to step away from it a few times just because it was, I think we, there was other stuff going on. And so it impacted our ability to, to work together. So I think knowing when to call it a day is super yeah. important and like you don't have to keep pushing just to push um i think that's that's really important um i think the other thing that we're we're consistently learning um is how to give each other constructive feedback yeah and like oh, yeah. how because i 
I guess like come from have had you know experiences like playing guitar for other artists and stuff who are like well no I want you to do this and instead of play what you just played you know very like black and white sort of feedback and so like for Hannah that's not something that like is very helpful for her and for me you know I love the like the back and forth the collaboration a little bit of like that you have an idea no I have a better idea let's let's go with that so that back and forth and so I think we had to learn how to accommodate each other's like feedback preferences I guess yeah Yeah, feedback process um in a way that we hadn't before again because we were going for collaboration instead of like I have the final say or she has the final say yeah so that was that was a learning process (laughs) for sure absolutely Nice, nice. But it looks like you guys know how to balance it perfectly. And uh, I mean, Hannah, you know, my audience is going to think you guys are adorable. And I'm sorry to ask this. You guys must answer this every week. But how did you guys meet? You know, like just just like the, the big old question. How did you and Jameson meet, Hannah? That's a great question. Yes. Um, we actually met working at a nonprofit in town called Friends Life Community that serves adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So um, I worked in the special ed world forever and uh yeah it was a really special special time for us to meet in a special place so yeah she was I was the working there and she she came in to volunteer and then I found out she did music and was like we're gonna write a song together and then that turned into like (laughs) we clearly wrote more than one song together so amazing (laughs) Amazing. you know it's when I when I hear a story like you Jameson like isn't it amazing that like Basically, two kindred souls like yourselves, you know, with with talent, harmonies, like found themselves in the universe this way. It's almost like a miracle, right? It's got to be like one in a billion. Yeah, Yeah, I I think especially like, you know, meeting somebody who you're attracted to and then you find out that you do music. I think for both of us, there's a degree of like, uh uh-oh. I hope they're good. Yeah, yeah. and you're you know, both like, like giving back to the community. Like, it's not like you met yourselves at like at, at a honky tonk at Kid Rocks in Broadway. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, then there's the like. I hope she's not that a good there's musician. anything wrong with that. And then, oh, yeah. But then I heard Hannah sing, and I was like, oh, oh, she's really good. And so like, there's you know there was that fear of like, you know, I I as a musician, like I don't want to marry somebody who's bad at music. Yeah. who calls themselves a musician if yeah, that makes sense yeah, and then hearing yeah. her is like oh wow <laughs> we can you're, <laughs> I like you a lot and you're a really great songwriter okay. like you have to level up James. Like, I gotta level up you know <laughs> I had a I had a friend text me after we'd been dating for like six months and she it was a friend who had heard some of Hannah's songs and she texted me and she was like what's it like to be dating a songwriter who's way better than you oh, I was no. like, fair no, fair no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I love it. I love it, guys. Oh, my God. Great story. So let's talk a little bit about the new song, Santa, for a second. I mean, my love my, my love looks good on you. Love that song. Yeah. And I could talk about all of them, but spectacular love song. But what I like about this one specifically, Hannah, is the way that you and Jameson kind of like really managed to walk that fine line in the middle, right? B- because you describe sonically the grayness of love. It's not all roses and, and, and sunshine. But at yeah. the same time, you don't you don't go one direction or the other. You could you don't go too sappy. You don't go too heartbreak. You just did it perfect. How do you stay in that lane? How do you stay in that lane? Yeah, ironically, that song is the first song, the second song, the second song that we ever attempted to write together, probably about eight or so years ago. <laughs> um, and I really think that song was meant to be. I think that that was like 
the beginning of how we sonically came together as elder. And I don't know, it was almost divine to me that we just sat down and we both, the ideas that we both brought to the table were really similar. And we were just kind of able to tread that, that middle ground. Um, yeah, it was really, that was a really special song. For yeah, us, right? <laughs> I agree. I, I think too, it, it I, I think we, we wrote the first verse um, and then took a couple years off from writing that song. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that was exactly what you said. Like, we didn't know what the middle ground was. Yeah. Like we knew. We had to take some time to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I think that we did put a lot of effort into it. I think we wrote a few different choruses for that song just to, because that first, those first few lines felt so right. Yeah. To, to maintain that, that same through line for through the rest of the song, I think was, uh, we did a lot of editing I think probably yeah. more than we normally would on another song just because like we knew that that first those first couple lines just hit something that I think both of us really really wanted and we wanted so to make sure it's preserved throughout the rest of the song yeah yeah, yeah. love that love that for sure and another favorite coming undone <clears throat> Jameson and, and in a way it's you know it's it's like the darkest part of the EP but yep. to me it works because the rest of the tracks are hopeful and it's like it's like a comeback, it, and uh, and I love that the resilience aspect because because yeah. it's it, it's such a universal theme right now, right? Like coming back from adversity. Is, is that why you guys kind of opened with that one, like to show like that? Comeback? Yeah, yeah. So that song we actually wrote the weekend that lockdown went into effect across the country. Um, we were at, staying up at Hannah's parents' farm in Virginia, and I think we were both just in a really like what is happening kind of kind of space, and so um, we wrote that one pretty closely together um over that weekend and I, I think we decided to put it first partly i mean you know i think we tried to avoid that this is a pandemic ep but i mean it, it's a lot of the songs are related to the to the pandemic and, yeah. and kind of how that impacted our lives but so i think we wanted to lead off with that to you know that the album is about it, it draws on a lot of different facets of love mm -hmm. and one of them is like well sometimes like stuff just sucks uh, it's really hard and I, I, we try to communicate that sonically too like there's a lot of kind of dissonance in that track and, and it's like, a little more stripped down yeah and there's like notes and chords that like don't notes that don't belong in the chord to kind of give some tension to it and make it feel mm -hmm. a little bit more like it's more dissonant than anything we would normally do nice. um but i i think it didn't fit anywhere other than first. Um, it needed to be there to sort of establish like this is the place where yeah. this record came from Beautiful. and then gave us another, like it gave us a direction to go. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, nowhere else to go is the second track. And that's kind of the second, like, well, I'm coming undone and then there's nowhere else to go. Like even the song titles themselves kind of have a story to it. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, you guys are being so good with your time. Thank you. Um, are, are you guys in the mood to play a song? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. Well, I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I was crossing my fingers here. Look at that. Let's do it. Um, Jameson, we'll can I give you any guitar and you would make it play like sound good? Like, can I just the crappiest guitar and you would make it sound good? I mean, I do think you have a talent for that. Oh, do I? Thank you. Um, I mean, I like playing guitars. My my favorite uh, that's all over the record is a three hundred dollar guitar I got off Craigslist that was broken when I got it. And love it. I love it. Yeah. So um you want to play nowhere else to go sure sound good yeah love All it right. well. 
Guys, unbelievable goosebumps, guys. Thank you so much. Awesome, baby. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. This has been J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.